Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we are talking about how to be inspiring to others. How to be inspiring to others. So think about that. I spent a lot of my life wondering, how do I get to be an inspiration? And here's the reality. There is no commitment to be an inspiration to others. Like that doesn't, that's, that's a byproduct of who we are. And so for the longest time, I thought it was something that I could do. I could be an inspiration, but then I, or to others with the thought that I am working to inspire others. And then I realized that it's not about inspiring others. It's about inspiring myself. And when I am lit up like a firecracker, then others get to be lit up like a firecracker. And when I realized that, I, I realized, you guys, we'll never know our ripple. So the ripple being, we are, so let's stand in one place, think of an ocean. If I threw a rock in, it would ripple or a lake or any body of water, it would ripple. So you would see if I threw a rock into a lake, you would see the rock land in the lake, and then you would see this ripple come out of it, the, the current. Okay, so that's the exact same way inspiration works. I stand as the person throwing the rock, and then there's these ripples. But the thing is, I'll never know the ripple because I would actually have to turn around or like, to see the ripple. We just don't see it, and we get to trust that it's there. So I'll tell you something pretty cool happened the last couple of weeks. The, the first one, I got a call, oh, probably two weeks ago from a girl who, uh, she's actually gonna be on the show here soon, but she said, hey, thank you for coming and speaking at this event. So this is an event I came to like, you know, three years ago. And I remember it, uh, it was right after my husband was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, he just had surgery. We were headed to St. Louis. So I live in Des Moines, Iowa. We were headed to St. Louis. It's about a six hour drive. And about halfway there, we stopped because I had an event that I was speaking at. And we spoke at the event and I said, look, my husband and my kids are in the car. My husband just had surgery. I was very transparent about what was going on. And yet I'm standing here speaking to this group. Now I didn't get paid to be there. It was just something that I, this, I really appreciate the group that they're a part of. And so I stood there and shared my story and I invited this group into what was possible for them. And I had a ton of fun. I left there and then we went on and had a great time in St. Louis and then came home. And so she says that event, me, that hour that I gave to that, that group was fundamental or key in changing how she led her life. And I thank her for sharing that because there are times when we'll see a glimpse of our ripple. And that was one of them for me. And then I got another call last week and it was a very similar story. And it was such a, so touching for me to see, to see these bits of the ripple because again, like most of the time we'll never see it. And it was reminding me that if my goal is to inspire others, then I'm on the right path. My ripple, so me being an inspiration is about like, me being lit up. Okay, so where I focus, I'm just, I'm gonna actually show you. So for those of you that are watching TV, you'll be able to actually see it. But those of you that are listening on radio, you'll, you'll just follow. I've shared it on my desk in front of me. So what I have right now, I have this little rabbit. I've shared this rabbit before. It's is a little porcelain rabbit. It wouldn't actually look anything to anybody else, but it came from my mom, my mom who passed away in October. So I talked most of the month of November about that experience, but it's just it's a little trinket that means something to me. And then I have all of these markers. I used to write in pen. I used to write in blue and black pen. 
But the reality is they're boring colors to me. Some of you may love it. My husband loves those colors, but me, I choose bright colors. So I have an entire container of Sharpies and markers. And actually for Christmas, I got an entire container of Sharpie pens. And I said to my husband, oh, you can have all the blue and black ones. <laughs> I was like, oh, all the boring colors I get. Yes, because he loves those. But for me, I love to write in colorful pens or colorful markers because I'm a colorful person. So I want to see the words that are coming out of me in a brighter color. So I choose to write in color because why not? Not that blue and black aren't colors, but I choose bright colors, stuff that is, is different. Okay. So, so that's a way that I use to express myself that just lights me up. And then I've got a post-it note that my husband wrote to me sitting on a monitor that I have. And it says, I love you. And he wrote it a few weeks ago, stuck it on my monitor. And I thought that was, it was just really nice. And I've got, okay, let's talk about cups, guys, like drinking cups. So I used to just drink out of plain cups and sometimes I do, but wow, like why? So I got this cup this year actually, cause it really made me smile. And it's just, it's a Christmas cup and it's got my water in it and that's fun. And then mugs, like they're a way to accessorize. So on my desk, I have a mug that has tea in it. And my friend Katie, who I've talked about on the show too, and I have a mug almost every week, I use one from her. It says, yes, I can. And yes, I will. So that you can see that I'm starting, the things that are around me are things that are inspiring to me. And I could go on and on and on. The pictures that are in front of me as I show, as I go through the show, it's two of my leadership Iowa classes, a picture of my kids just playing, a picture of my husband and I when we were zip lining in uh, somewhere, I don't even remember where we were, I think Colorado. I have behind me a sign that says love lives here. So all these different things around me that are just, just signs of inspiration for me. So that's the piece that when we bring things into life that inspire us, then we are inspired and we inspire others. Okay, so the other piece about inspiration that we often miss is that the way to truly be inspiring and inspired comes back to understanding our purpose understanding our purpose. And this was something a lot of people, when you ask them about it, they'll say, I'm searching for my purpose. But the reality is you don't have to search for anything. There's nothing to search for when you're referring to your purpose. It is about, you already have it. So it's, it's not even finding it. It's just claiming it. It's acknowledging it because it's there hundred percent. It's there, but, but owning your purpose is about acknowledging it. It's about claiming it. It's not about finding or searching or it's not something outside of you. It's something that's inside of you. So you get to acknowledge what it is. So for me, like this is why I'm on this earth and I know this so clearly, it's that others get to step into their possibility. Like I am lit up when I am surrounded by people that are in possibility, which means they are people that are saying, I don't know how we're going to create it, but I know we can, because that's the philosophy that I live my life. And I know there are other people out there that want to live that way. So the thing that shuts me down the fastest is the person that says it can't be done. It can't be done. Like that drives me nuts. So I get to breathe and I know I get to shift. And so that's my power. And when somebody says, I have a, I have a dream, I have a vision, like Martin Luther King and his, I have a dream. And it was a beautiful dream. And he didn't know how it was going to be possible, but yet he surrounded himself with people that could, that could figure it out. He shared those words. And I love that. I found that so inspiring 
when people just dream and then we can put actions behind it, the, the, the wheels behind it actually get something moving forward. That is fun. So my purpose is to create possibility in the world. And when we create possibility in the world, we are in joy. We are in abundance. We are love. We are all those things. And so I live in that space, even though I know that's not reality now, I live in the space that it is. And which means my job is to bridge the gap. So in my world, everything is possible and people live in this space with joy. So my commitment every single day is to bridge that gap. And I look at things and know that the people that I'm calling forward are people that want that, but they don't know how to create it. They just don't know the how, or they don't trust yet, or they're not surrendering, or they just, they're questioning. That's the space that I am really good at. And maybe that applies to business. Maybe that applies to your life, whatever that is. That's that space of when we say, mm, is it possible to heck? Yes, it's possible. It's the person who has a dream that says, I want to live in a world where people are connected. And then they go out and they create something that's incredible that's never been done before. I'm, this is me. I'm speaking for myself. I am not in the business of recreating what's already been done. Who cares? It's already been done. I'll tell you like, the reason that the, the signs of what your purpose are, they're all around you. They show up everywhere. Here's the thing. I love crafts. I, I think it's fun just to use my hands and all my creativity. I'm not in the business of crafting. That would be not a good space for me. When I was in college, my very first year, I, I graduated from high school and uh, I was figuring out where, what I was going to go into, what I was going to study. And I thought for sure I'd study business, like hundred percent I'd study business because that's what I love. And uh, my parents thought I was going to study business. Everyone knew Kathleen was going to study business. And then I threw this curveball. I <laughs> decided to go into the art school. And so I spent the first semester studying art. And you guys, I hated it. It was, it was agonizing for me. People would stay up all night long perfecting like the last 2% of their projects. And I would stay up until like 11 o'clock midnight. I would get a 98% of the done, done and I'd be totally fine with it. I just didn't care about the last 2%. It did not matter to me. And my, my grades were fine. My projects were fine. But I did not have that passion to drive the extra 2%. And so at the end of your, your first semester, you get to decide, like, is this going to be your path? And uh, it was clearly not for me. I mean, so much so that <laughs> it was so obvious that this wasn't my path that uh, when we went to orientation, my mom says to the, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's still so funny to me. She goes up to the counselor, we're at orientation in the arts college, the college of design. And she says, by any chance, do these credits transfer maybe to the business college? And the counselor looked at her like, why would you ask that question? And of course she knew where my path was. And so I, I had played out in the design college. I had a great time, but it was not for me. I was very clear on that. My purpose, I get to use my hands. And so what I said at the end of that semester, I, I, I said, never major in your hobby. And what a lot of people heard was don't major in a hobby. So I'm not saying design or create that it is a, it is not a hobby. It is a bona fide career and a wonderful space. Uh, and it was my hobby. And so I, I'm, I love crafting and that it, it brings the creativity out, but it is not something that I would put a revenue stream to because I don't like to do things twice. So for example, uh, I love, I made a peace pole, got really into like just as peaceful because I wanted a peaceful. I thought they were cool. So I designed one. I, I made it out front. I 
I carved wood and painted it. It was really cool. It was one of a kind. And then my mom says she wants a piece full. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I get to make two of them. So I did. I made two, but this one was different. It was shorter and I made it all different, different designs, everything. So that was different. And then my husband says, oh, my mother-in-law would love a piece for His mom would love a piece pole. I thought, she probably, yes, she would. So I made three of them. And this one was a little bit different, looked different, all that. And then my mom says, your sisters would love peace bowls. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'll buy them one. And, and maybe one day I'll make them one. Who knows? But the, the thought is, I love doing things once to see if it's possible. The second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. I don't like that. That's not for me. So making the original. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm telling you, when you get down into your purpose and know what it is, creating possibility for me, I created the possibility. I made the peace pull. It was possible. I did it. Now I move on. Then what else am I going to create? What else am I going to create? And what else am I going to create? But to do the same thing over and over and over again, there are people that show up to their jobs every single day, like wonderful employees that say, I love to do the same thing every single day. And I love those people. Like I am so in love with those people. I appreciate that they exist and that that is a way of, of life and that the consistency is there. They have incredible rigor, perseverance, dedication. And I thank them for that. And it is so not me. And I am so clear on that. And so my purpose is, is really to create possibility in the world. And when that is created, we create joy and abundance. And so I know that to be true. And my invitation to you is to know what your purpose is. Because think about it, if I would have continued in the design college at Iowa State, I would be probably one of the worst designers in the world. And I don't mean that because I don't have any skill. I mean that because I would be regretful of my choice. I would dread going to work every day, even though I would get to create new things. The monotony for me of, hey, every day you're going to create something that has become a task would not support me. And it wouldn't support anyone else around me. And so I would show up tired. It's kind of like if I chose to be an employee. I've always said I would, I would be an employee if it meant, if it meant that that was how my family could get food. That was the only way I would, I would gladly become an employee again. I'm an employee for close to 13 years. I've, I've been a business owner for that long. And so I said, I would gladly move into that role. And I know that that is not the space that lights me up. And is it possible to find a place as an employee? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And know that there are all kinds of signs of what you get to create and where you're meant in the world. And so for you, it's about identifying what those are. When I talk about me, it is not showing up to the same place at work every single day. It's not even showing up at the exact same time. My rigor is on point. I mean, I, if you say show up at this place at 8 a.m. for five days in a row, I could do it. If you say show up at 8 a.m. for this place for 365 days in a row, I'd be like, like, ah. There are lots of other things I would rather do. And one of them might be pulling every hair out of my head because that's not the, that isn't about possibility. It's not creating something new that hasn't been created. So my first piece of being an inspiration is that you figure out what your purpose is. Okay. All the signs are around you. They're all there. And it's just about connecting the dots. So we're going to continue on with this conversation, but before we do that, we are going to go on a short break. You're listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network, and we are going to go on this quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue talking. 
about how to be an inspiration to others, which means first, light yourself up. Enjoy this quick break. Bye. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, and welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. We are talking today all about how to be inspiring to others, which really starts with inspiring yourself and lighting yourself up. We spent the last 15 minutes talking about identifying your purpose and why that is such a key piece to understanding your what it is to light you up. So when I really understood what my purpose was and I connected that, uh, what I realized was that I didn't have enough of that in my life. I wasn't, I was, I was creating possibility, but I wasn't talking about it. I was keeping it to myself, which is really quite selfish uh, to have a gift and not give it out into the world. And so I created ways to give it out into the world, whether that was just gifting my uh, speaking. You know, like when I was talking about earlier, the example of that, the girl or the lady that reached out to me a week ago and talked about how that one speech significantly changed how she moved forward. And so the, the next piece to lighting others up is, is to really use your gift in some way. So for me, in my gift, in creating possibility, it was really about connecting. So I got to connect and use my voice in whatever way that looked like, whatever way that looked like. For example, I'll give you a, uh, what I'm working on right now. I'm very excited about it. I work under the brand Corbuilt. So Corbuilt, Corbuilt Wellness, Corbuilt Performance. That space, Corbuilt, is really about the ripple that we get to create. Even the logo, the brand is about the ripple. If you look at Corbuilt, the ripple of it. So one of the things that we're working on right now is about elevating human performance. I'm highly fascinated by how we get to create the human performance. Like, where can I make the biggest ripple? So if we've got all, like, what, 7 billion people in the world, I don't know what the actual number is now, but it's somewhere around there, 6 or 7 billion people in the world. 
And so we think about all those people we get to reach with our ripple. Well, what's the fastest way? Where can we get the most impact in our ripple? And when I thought about that, I have, I realized that going into the corporate world was the fastest way to create that ripple and working with executives is a way to, to magnify that ripple. So it starts as what I know to be true is that we are source. So what we talked about earlier, if we're the one throwing the rock, we're the one creating the ripple that is known as we are source. Okay. So if I know that we are source, well, in a company whose source would be the executive. So working with the executive on creating the environment that's going to elevate human performance. So we designed this uh, four month experience. That's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Uh, and I say that in that the executives get to be the ones that stretch. So every time that we want to create that ripple, we start with self, not because we're selfish, but because we get to understand first what it means for us. Then we go to our next level, which in this case, we're creating a team where we can practice these skills that we're learning. And so within that team, then we create an experience where we can use our voice, be authentic, and even magnify that ripple. And then we go out to the exec, to the, to the company. So go back into the company and then magnify that ripple, really create that. So self, the team that we create, and then the company. And then from there, it just, that goes into the families of the employees, the communities, and, and then where that's how we really reach the world. So self, team, and then company, and then the world. And so we designed this experience that really fit that mold and how we create first at ourself, um, then, the, then the team, and then the, and then the company in the world. And the way that that is, everything about it is designed in that I am using my gifts of understanding what's possible and using my voice and authentically to teach these things that I know. So it's just a container. I, I can teach these in a million different ways. I could stand on a stage to teach. I could, I'm here at Profit Launch sharing willingly what I know to be true about how we elevate human performance. And I'm just choosing the container of a corporate world to give it because there are the people that are affecting, like employees talk about human performance. They're showing up every single day. We've talked about them how many times. I, the, these the, the people, the employees, they get to be inspired. So we start with self being inspired, then the team, then the company, then the world. But that's the pattern. And so that's what we get to create. So I'm designing this experience with um, a few other people, our core built team. And we are creating this, this incredible experience. And what I realized was the ideal people that will step into this program, there are people that run companies like, and about 25 to 300 employees, which seems like a big range. Uh, but it's it's the larger tiers of small business. So there's micro business, like there's solopreneur, then there's there's the businesses with less than 10 employees. And then you've got about 15 to 20 employees. And then you hit this other tier, 25 to about 50. And then you got about 50 to 300 employees. So those are your tiers. So the tiers, the people that we really want to focus on as the ones that are going to create the largest ripple is at 25 to 300 employees. Once you get above that, you get into another level of business. Now you're in the medium to large business. And a lot of times they can bring in the resources to elevate human performance. Uh, and they have just a different access to, to those resources. But the, the 25 to 300 employees, they just don't, we don't have as much access to the resources. We're starting to require them. But in order to, to bring all of that on, it's not going to be a full-time employee or a department. Okay, so they still get access to those resources. That model that I'm teaching you that I'm sharing with you right now, it's the exact same model I used when I grew my marketing firm that I ran for 10 years. And it was 
the companies that we worked at had roughly 50 employees. They were starting to require the needs of a full-time marketing director, a CMO, chief marketing officer, but they weren't at a point where they wanted to hire full-time. So we said, hey, cool, we'll support you. We'll be your outsourced marketing director. And so what we're doing in this, we're just using that same model, but we're using it at a different level for companies that are saying, how do I, I know we've gone through 2020, which has just been, it's been a real crazy year. Like, let's be honest. It's been a crazy year for so many different reasons. And we've survived and some companies have thrived, but most of them are like, whew, we made it. And maybe revenues are a little bit off, but you know, in reality, in all the companies that I'm talking to, unless we're an extreme consumer facing business, like gyms, which I own, like restaurants, like, uh, like a, the shops in a mall, unless you're in those types of businesses, like everybody else, the majority of them, uh, or, or you, you serve those kinds of businesses, they're holding on. They're doing pretty well. And then this, I just heard, this is the United States that I'm referencing some of these numbers, uh, but we just got our, our uh, federal funding came through. And uh, so that's gonna, we're holding on. We're sitting here saying, okay, we made it. And it came at a cost. It came at a cost. And the cost is that our employees, they're tired. They sat here and they've gotten their kids through school or whatever that looks like for, for the first half of the year. They've, uh, they've figured out how to get by, but they're tired. And so now they have this little reprieve over the holidays. And we're going into 2021 where there's a hope for a vaccine. Like we've got some, we've got these, this possibility here. And so that's being worked. And our, a lot of our businesses who want to hit, hit full gear. I just talked with one who's bringing employees back January 11th. And uh, so for them, they'll go into a scenario where maybe it's half the employees come back and they go on an AB schedule. So you're A and you're B and A comes back two days a week and B comes back three days a week. And the next week they rotate. You know, there's all kinds of scenarios that I've heard about. And even in the manufacturing world, that like they figured this out. You want to think about companies that are really like doing okay right now. Uh, the manufacturing companies, especially food manufacturing, they had to figure it out because their product, it, it was essential. So we've got a lot of like pork producing plants here uh, it, where I live in the Midwest in Iowa. And they had to figure it out because the pork, we feed the world right here from the middle of the United States. And so it wasn't an option to just say, okay, well, we're going to take four, six, nine, 10, 12 months off, a year off, whatever that looks like until we get this vaccine. Like, that wasn't a thing. They had to create the space of possibility. They had to open it up. They had to see what was possible. So they did the best they could. They hung plastic between each stage or they separated out. I mean, they recombined all the jobs got mixed up so that the person at a station, there weren't multiple people interacting. They retrained their employees. Like they figured it out on the fly. And so that is super cool. When we think about what's possible, these companies totally reinventing. I talked with a friend of mine last week and he said, we are down about 10% in revenue. And I thought, well, that, you know, that kind of stinks for the size of company that they are. But he says, the reality is last year, which is where they compare the down 10% of revenue last year, they were in a space where they were over capacity, which means they were producing less than what the demand was. And this year they're flipped where they're producing at the demand, which means they could run at the space that they're running at right now forever, forever. And so what I, what I heard from a lot of my friends that I talked to, like I spent the last few weeks just catching up with people and understanding what, what's going on in their world. And what I'm finding is that people have been so creative. Employers have been so creative about how they're going to move forward that they have figured out how to create uh, stable businesses in an unstable environment, which is incredible and awesome. And then think about the employee who used to, in the 
in 2019 came to work every day and did this, whatever this is, did this. And then in 2020, every couple weeks, this changed this and then this and then this. We know that, that human beings are designed to, uh, to be able to receive change, to be able to shift. And there's a, there's a capacity limit on that to where we stretch them. So what we've done with our human beings, what we've done with our employees is we've stretched them and stretched them and stretched them and stretched them and stretched them to the point now that they want to break. They want to break. And so what, what happens when that, when we see that environment, mental health becomes an issue, anxiety, depression, suicide, like the, that's what happens. So I was talking with somebody who runs a mental health uh, facility at one of our, our hospitals. And yet I've heard this story all around the country uh, and even into other countries, but specifically here in the United States, and they said our, our mental health departments are just packed. They're packed. And it's things where people did have a little problems before, but now they have bigger problems and access to counselors or uh, even friends. I said the statistic, uh, gosh, a couple of weeks ago on the show and the statistic blew my mind. And it said, how many people do you think when they're in some kind of crisis, so emotional crisis, like when they, when they have a crisis on their hands, how many people do they have to reach out to that they feel like will, will have their back? So think about that. What do you think the answer is for somebody that's in a crisis? How many people do you think they feel like have their back? It actually is zero, zero, which, oh, that breaks my heart like to hear that. And yet we wonder why anxiety and depression are so high. So think about that. We've got employers that are pushing a significant amount of change. We've got employees who are saying, how do I even school my kids? Like everything has changed. And even though, even though as an employer, I might say, we are going to have plenty of food. We, I'm going to continue to support you. You're going to have a job, but yet I'm going to consistently change that job. And I don't know what that job is going to look like, but you're going to have one they, the amount of stress that employees are receiving is out of their mind. It's just crazy. And yet we have a statistic that shows that then they don't have somebody to pick up the phone and call. And then we wonder why anxiety and depression are where they are, why the mental health crisis is a mental health crisis. So these all things put together, now we're saying, how do we elevate human performance so that they embrace change and we can take a deep breath and Here's the thing. We can teach the, this. We can teach human performance. We can teach elevating it through so many modalities, so many modalities. And that's the beautiful part about this is that I can teach an employer how to teach and elevate human performance through physical health, through mental health, through emotional health, through spiritual health, through financial health. It doesn't matter what it is. We can teach the same distinctions through multiple modalities. And when I realized this, that we could use these, all these kinds of tools, so cool. And yet how many employers are actually using them? Like hardly any, maybe the big guys. And I'm not even sure they're doing it really well, but let's just say the big guys, but you got these small to medium sized employers, these 25 to 300 employee companies that just don't have access to these tools and aren't aware. And so I know that I get to create that awareness. I get to create that because if I don't, who's going to? And guys, listen to me. Even as I talk about this, I get lit up because I see what's possible. So as I get lit up, who on this line is lit up? Who, how many of you are sitting on the edge of your chair or you're walking or whatever you're doing right now? We're like, I see the problem. What are we going to do about it? I see the problem. What are we going to do about it? That is being lit up. And when you are lit up, you light others up. That's how this works. It's so cool. Okay, we're going to talk way more about this, but let's go on a quick break. 
Hey, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese, and we're talking all about how to be inspiring. We're here on Inspired Choices Network. Listen to the name, Inspired Choices Network, talking about inspiration. So listen in on this quick break. Enjoy just a quick break, and we'll be back here in a second. Bye. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And for the last 30 minutes, we've been talking all about how to inspire others, which starts with inspiring yourself. So one of the things that we've been talking about is really finding your purpose and your passion and creating the space for that so that you get to create that. For me, it's about what I'm creating through CoreBuild, working with employers that have 25 to 300 employees and how do we really elevate human performance and answering that question. So I've created a container that allows me to just speak into that and to be that. And, and anything that's not that, I get to say no to. So I volunteer, I play in a lot of other areas, uh, but my focus is that from professional space. So I've had people that reach out to me and they say, Hey, Kathleen, will you one-on-one coach me? And, uh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And in this time and space, mm, the answer would be probably not, not because I don't want to, I would love to, but right now my focus is on supporting employers in creating and really elevating human performance. So does that mean that if somebody that was 25 to 300 employees and they contacted me and say, will you support it? Well, then maybe, but if somebody on the other, totally not in that space, maybe they're a solopreneur and they reached out to me and said, Kathleen, they waived whatever amount of money, million dollars. Would you, would you coach me? Maybe for a million (laughs) dollars, but, but really think about that. Would I, would I go off course in order to support? I'd probably refer them to somebody that I know is phenomenal at coaching so that they can support them because I am focused on what my purpose is. And when I spread my fire too thin, when I go too many spaces, then my fire is dim. And when my fire is dim, it's hard to light other people up. It's hard to light other people up. So one of the, a uh, couple of years ago, I was in an experience, a, a leadership experience, and we got to label somebody a torchbearer. So it was the person that really carried the torch, went the furthest in the mission of the game that we were playing. And so I was labeled the torchbearer. I earned that, the torchbearer credit title, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, imagine carrying the torch, the torch, and and it's lit up and you're running forward and you want to light other people's torches. Like you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. That is the sign of a torchbearer. 
And what happened was I talked with other people. They went into these leadership programs and they were the torchbearer, which is super cool because it means I'm surrounding myself with other people that are willing to go further. I don't tell these people going in like, hey, I'm the torchbearer. So guess what? You get to be too. Like, they don't even know that this torchbearer title exists. So we don't chase it because of the torchbearer. It's just think about the people that you surround yourself with. Are they willing to go the furthest that they could go to, in support of others? Or are they focused on themselves? So think about the people that you surround yourself with. Because you want to know where you're going to be five years from now. Go look at the five people that are closest to you. Go look at the people that are closest to you. I take a piece of paper right now and write down the five people that are closest to you. So on that piece of paper, two of the people are the people that you're going to you're going to follow. Two of the people are people that represent your past and one person represents where you are now. Two people represent where you're going. Two people represent where you've been and one person represents where you are now. So if if that concept is true, then the five people around you represent where you're going to be in five years. So think about that. Are you happy with those results? Because you're the one that gets to determine what that is. And I guarantee you where you spend your time lighting, when you've got that torch in your hand, where you spend your time lighting that torch is going to determine how far you can go. If you're around somebody who just constantly needs their torch lit, which means you light it and then it goes out. You light it and then it goes out. You light it and then it goes out. And this is your story day in and day out. You will spend all of your energy lighting up that one person, which means you will not have any left for anyone else or anything else in the world that you want to create. Now let's look at the five people around you. And if you spend all your time lighting them up, then they won't have any energy left to light up the rest of the world. And if you look at the five people around you and they spend their time lighting you up or some are lighting you up and some you're lighting them up, think of how far you guys can go. Think of what's possible when other people are pouring into you. And the reality is, and here's the thing that just, I'm going to say this twice because I want to land it is that there are people around you right now who have their torches in their hand and they have been attempting to light your torch for years and you've been pouring water on it. They have had their torch handy. They have been pouring into you for years and you have been pouring water on it. Every one of us have a situation. I had this situation. There are people around you who have their torches lit, who have been attempting to light your torch for years and you've been pouring water on it. So think about that. Who are those people in your life where you've been pouring water on that light that they've been giving you? What are they attempting to send to you? Why are they lighting you up? And why are you pouring water on it? When you answer that one, when you dig into that, when you understand that, when you get what I'm saying, that's when the magic happens. That happened for me. I had other people that were pouring water on my flame and I had people that were handing me a flame and I was pouring water on it. What a crazy scenario. Why would we do that? And so the trick is that instead of water, you hold kerosene. And every time somebody comes to you with a torch, you burn brighter, you burn longer. You're like the Olympic torch, you keep it going forever because that is what this is all about. So when I talk about elevating human performance and how we can use any modality, it's really about just getting people to dream again, getting people to know that things are possible, 
getting people to believe in themselves and the people around them, getting them to dream on what they can create and then putting the wheels underneath it. That is what lights me up. And I know when I'm lit up, there is absolutely no way that others can't be lit up. They're either going to totally tune out or they're going to be in. It's going to be one or the other. So let's talk about haters for a second, because when you're lit up, this is going to happen. I had one this morning. It was beautiful. And we get to celebrate that they exist. So every time that I get lit up, the louder that I get, the more people that want to squish. And I get to recognize it for what it is. I'm not for everyone. And it's okay. There are going to be people that hate my message. Not because they even hated it. Maybe they don't understand it. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're not ready for it. Maybe they just don't align with it. And that's cool. Totally okay with that. Because that's what makes us a wonderful world. We have so many opinions. We, we live in this democracy where we can have opinions. So that's what is great. But my torch does not burn in proportion to how many other people agree with it. My torch burns because I light it. I am the torch. I am the fire. I am the flame. And no one can dim it. No one can pour water on it unless I let them. Unless I let them. And so that's the piece. When we're talking about being an inspiration to others, it's about being an inspiration and starting with self. It's why when we develop the core built curriculum that we're creating here for employers about how we elevate human performance, we start with self. Because self is first. When I am lit up, I light others up. It's not about how this something happens outside of me. It starts with me first. Then we go into team. And once we get to team, then we practice these skills about elevating human performance with the people around me. And remember, elevating others people's human performance is about elevating our own human performance. What is possible? What is possible for ourselves? What is possible for the world? So we go there and we practice in a container. Then we go out to our companies and we elevate. Like We actually create. And then we have the ripple into the world. You want to change the world, start with yourself. You want to change the world, start with yourself. Burn your fire bright. Get that kerosene going. Do not pour water on any flame. Even if someone, I, I was listening to this person the other day, and they were so passionate about what they're saying. 100%, I'm not aligned with their views. But God, like, if they weren't just passionate. like Let's talk about somebody that most of us, probably some people agree with this person, but uh Let's talk about Hitler, for example. Hitler was passionate about what he created. I don't, I did not align with his beliefs. I do not believe that what he created was uh, a sustainable pattern. And Hitler believed that that was, he believed that he wanted a pure world. He wanted a clean and pure and bright and joyful world. And in order to do that, he had a path that he believed was going to get him there. And so he enrolled, like we want to talk about a great enroller. Look at Hitler. He enrolled all of these people into genocide because that's what he believed was going to complete his vision. So I am not in any way aligned with what he created. And I am fascinated by his enrollment skills. He had a vision. He enrolled a lot of people into changing their moral beliefs because he was so enrolling and then they created it. So guys, when we talk about vision, all stuff, it can go a lot of different ways. Like Hitler, massive enroller. And he created that space. Now, that's not my belief, <laughs> but there's somebody who, who really got it. I was looking at the, uh, you know, like all the, the, well, uh, lost my train of thought. I love doing that on radio. Isn't that awesome? Uh, when you think about the the Oklahoma bombing. So for some of you that aren't around here, I don't live here in the United States. That was a single one, a terrorist attack, but it was a single 
event. There was one person involved, Timothy McVeigh. And so it didn't really go anywhere, right? Because it was one person. So it had a catastrophic event, but there was no enrollment. He just did it all himself. And yet then you've got Hitler who had a total different spin because he enrolled a whole bunch of people. So the, the track to a true visionary is enrollment. So I'm going to get off this space of, like, of, of the terrorism and of, of the killing and all that, because it's not the point of this. But the point is that regardless of whether you align with someone's vision or not, it's interesting to see how they use enrollment skills, which remember sales and enrollment are, are very similar, except sales is about me and enrollment is about you. Okay, so what kind of world do you want to live in? For Hitler, he painted this beautiful picture of clean and pure and joy. Sure, I want to live in that world. Like, I was enrolled in the the ways of being that Hitler wanted to create in the world, I was not enrolled in the mechanism that he chose to create it. So hear that difference. I can be enrolled in someone's vision without being enrolled in the mechanism. Total different space. So hear that this can be used for the words that I don't use good or bad or right or wrong or any of that, but let's use those for right now of Hitler used his vision in a way that was bad, that, that really harmed people but we don't have to do that. We get to create and be inspiring and enroll people in where we wanna be and then bring them along with us, okay? So we get to enroll people where we wanna go. So think about what do I wanna create in the world? I wanna create possibility. I know that when we're in a space of possibility, we create joy and abundance. I know that to be true. So when that is true, I get to say to people, do you wanna live in a world of joy and abundance? They're like, sure, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, here's how we're gonna get there. Or I don't even know how we're going to get there, but come with me. And when we live from that space, that is inspiring because they say, I don't know how to do it, but let's go. I'm in. We'll go together and learn it. And that's where the power is. That's where the power is. So guys, we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to wrap it all up about how to be inspiring to others and what we get to create. So you guys are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese on Inspired Choices Network. Enjoy this quick break. And I will talk to you here in a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And we are talking all about today how to inspire others, which starts with inspiring ourselves. So lighting ourselves up first. You've been on the airplane. You've heard them say, put your oxygen mask on before you support others. It's the exact same thing. We start with inspiring ourselves. And when we are lit up, others around us can be lit up. And that's how we create that ripple. 
and we'll never actually see our ripple, but sometimes we'll get little glimpses. Sometimes we'll see just a little bit of the impact that we can make. And when we see that, it's the encouragement to keep going. Usually when we're at a space of questioning whether we're actually making that impact, a little glimpse of it shows up. And then we say, ha, we're on the right track. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And so we've talked for the last 45 minutes about what it takes to light your own fire being on purpose, understanding that we each have a given talent in our lives. It's something that we have. We don't have to find it. We don't have to search for it. We don't have to do anything. We own it. We claim it. We acknowledge it. It is there. And there are glimpses all around us of what it is. In fact, if you just ask people around you, what do you think my purpose is? Or like on Facebook, put a question mark. What's my gift to the world? What do you believe my gift to the world is? And just watch what people say. Watch what they hear, what they write, because they will give you the answer. Your job then is just to put the through line on it. And it's like a light bulb going off. It, what, your, what your gift is will actually come as no surprise. If you say to somebody close to you, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your brother, your sister, your, your best friend, they'll say, uh, yeah, of course it is. This has been you your whole life. But for us, for, for as a unique individual, we say, oh, I didn't see that. And guys, this is not like, it's not like this is an exercise for somebody else. This is an exercise for everyone. You want to know what your purpose is. You want to be lit up. You want to be on fire. You want to wake up pants on fire every day and say, I get to create this day. It comes from understanding your purpose and being inspired. That's how you create that ripple. So if you're unsure, you're saying, I don't really know what it is. Just ask the people around you, post it on Facebook, just verbalize that you are wondering, what do you think my gift is? And watch what happens. People will tell you, and then you just put the through line on it. The through line is the connector of all of it. And you say, oh, that's it. Of course, I see it now. Of course, I see it now. So it's very easy to understand your gift and it's not about finding it or searching for it. Again, that's outside of you. It is you. It's how you've shown up every single day of your life. It's the thing that you take for granted because it's so easy for you, but for others, it's not easy. That's your gift. And when you own that, when you know it, when you be it, you will be lit up. And you will naturally inspire others. They will not understand what necessarily you're inspiring them. They will not get the why, but they will say, I don't know what's going on, but she's got it figured out. He's got it figured out. There's something about him. Like people, you describe somebody as charismatic or like alluring or something there magnetizing. Those are the people that get it. Those are the people that get it. And so be the person that gets it. And it does not have to be hard. All you have to do is ask. So if you're not sure what your purpose is, just ask. Post it on social media. What's my gift? Ask those around you. Actually, I had an exercise for uh, a group that I was running that when people weren't sure of their purpose, I just said, go talk to five people and ask them what your gift is. And they came back and every single time they'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's my gift. Like, like, like this was something that was new to the world. It had to be hard. Oh gosh. How many people say if life's not hard, it must, I must not be working. Like life has to be hard. Like if you say so, okay. If you say so, but th these are all beliefs that just aren't true. They don't have to be true. If you want to make them true, they can be, but they don't have to be true. It's not how I live my life. And it's not, it's how I'm recommending that you don't live yours either. 
does not have to be hard. You can, you can live in joy. You can make money in joy. You can, you can be in joy and ease in your life. And so I invite you into that space. And it starts with being an inspiration to yourself. So I told you about what I'm up to with Corbelt. Super excited about what we get to create. If you know somebody or you are somebody that is interested in elevating human performance, reach out to me, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. I'm fascinated by how we get to create this ripple around the world of elevating human performance. And it starts with all of us. It starts with first understanding ourselves, understanding what exactly our gifts are and what we get to create. So first ourselves, then the people right around us. In this case, what we're creating with a team. So we get to practice those. And then we go out into our companies and we get to really shift and elevate human performance. And then we go out to the world. So it's a very simple process, self, team, company, world. And when we go through that process, like this is my gift, opening up possibility, first and self, team, company, world. And then we create joy and abundance. So I am inviting you into my vision. You get to create your own vision. So we're not a cult, right? Cult would be, you could only create the way that I want to. I'm not saying that at all. You get to have your own vision. You get to live in your own space, in your own possibility. That's what's brilliant about life. I don't want a million Kathleen's around. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? Ooh, that'd be crazy, actually. I'm not even sure the world could sustain that. One Kathleen is plenty. But we need, an, we need a brilliant Jeff and a brilliant Wendy and a brilliant Matt and a, like all these people. We, we get to, in this world, create our own, own our purpose. We get to acknowledge why we are here because, gosh, guess what, guys? Like Every single person that I know has such a unique gift. It's really cool to be the connector when I hear somebody's vision, when they really own it and they then share it and I get to hold their vision. Like the best part of my day, the best part of my week, the best part of my month is when someone else shares their vision and I see a connecting line, a through line between their visions and I just connect the two people and I watch the sparks happen. So I just had this happen the other day. Someone was talking about how they get to really uh, support entrepreneurs in owning their voice and being authentic. And then I heard another one saying executives and I'm like, whoa, they, they have the exact same vision. They just have a little different target audience. What if they work together in just collaborating on their approaches? What could they create? Match them up. And I'm like, sparks were flying. I'm so excited for what they get to create. There is nothing in that for me other than the joy of seeing them lit up other than seeing them lit up. And so when I get to hold people's visions, that is so cool. So for me, I am lit up because I, I, and I light others up because I am lit up. So my invitation to you is to be lit up, is to own who you are, own your voice, be authentic, know what you get to create in this world because you say so, because you say so. And if this, if any of this is resonating, let me know. You can find me, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. Look me up on Facebook, Kathleen Reason. I'm so easy to find, but let me know. I want to hear from you. And you guys have a great day and be lit up because when you're lit up, you light others up. All right, guys, I'll see you next Monday. Signing off. Thank you for Profit listening Launch. to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.